Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. 1670 AM, The Zone. If she's not milking the cows, she's talking about them. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Or if it's like this week, she's visiting them right here in Madison at the World Dairy Expo. Aaron Zimmerman here this morning on the Midwest Farm Report. Another warm one today for Dairy Expo, but like I talked to someone yesterday, at least it's not raining or snowing for the show. Full forecast details coming up pretty soon here with Stu Muck, Ag Meteorologist. A lot is actually going on in Madison this week, and one of those things, Randy Romanski finally confirmed as Wisconsin's Ag Secretary. Stephanie Hoff had the chance to catch up with him yesterday at Dairy Expo. And since it's a Wednesday, you know what that means. Time for Farm Director Pam Yonke to catch up with the Steffes Group. And then finally, we'll round out the show getting some more updates from the World Dairy Expo. Everybody's favorite, the grilled cheese stand, as well as hearing about some dairy robotics and how they continue to help farmers make their farms more efficient and profitable. Let's kick things off here on Wednesday, September 29th. Join us as we continue our new monthly segment, The Gemplers Test Plot, happening only on the Midwest Farm Report with our partners at Gemplers. Aaron Zimmerman here, and this month, Gemplers Test Plot gives me the chance to try out Gemplers tools and waterproof gear to get work done around the farm, including pressure washing and fixing fence. Since 1939, Wisconsin-based Gemplers has been helping farmers, ranchers, and agriculturists get work done smarter, faster, and safer. Follow along with me at MidwestFarmReport.com. For the most part, the corn silage harvest is well in hand by Wisconsin farmers. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And they're finding that uh, their bunkers are pretty full. They got more bags probably than they've had in past years. And that means what do they want to do with it, Pam? I guess one of the things they have to look at is what's it worth on the open market? Well, you know, I was thinking some folks are probably going to take a look at corn silage versus maybe forages, depending on how the hay season's gone for you. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. So I decided I was going to visit with one of our university extension staff that keeps an eye on the price for corn silage. How do you negotiate that? What do you have to take a look at? Ryan Sterry is the St. Croix County Agriculture Agent in the University Extension Office, and he said that uh, through a collaboration of other extension staff, some active, some retired, they come up with formulas and even an app that might give you guidance. There's more than one right way to do it. There's um, there's not a right and wrong. Um, we see uh, various methods used out there. And one of our longtime acquaintances, Greg Blondie and I, Greg helped me start with this early in my career and uh, now in his retirement. Uh, I try to keep a lot of this stuff going because um, it still gets used every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, definitely there's, you know, old rules out there take, you know, so much times the price of uh, cash grain per, per bushel. That still works in a lot of cases. We do have uh, an app and spreadsheet that's a little more detailed uh, that gets a little more into, um, especially on the spot pricing. It's mm-hmm. how do you properly compensate a corn grower for you're removing a little bit more uh, residue, a little bit more nutrient removal. How do you account for harvest costs and those things? So right. um, you can 
do it as simple or do it a little more in-depth depending on uh, what befits your situation. Well, maybe I'm putting the cart in front of the horse, Ryan. What do you see as far as demand for corn silage this year? Has everybody got as much as they need, or do you think that this could be a year when marketing that product is going to be a conversation a lot of people are having? I really think it's all over the board. I don't have a great answer on it. I would say, yes, I've seen some more demand. It really depends on where you are in the state. I know over by me, uh, we were dry there for a stretch, uh, and so hay supplies were getting strained. Um, That second and third crop wasn't what we wanted it to be. We did get some late rain that uh, did help that last cutting of hay, so there's still a little stress out there on getting enough forage for the winter, but I do hear different things on this last cutting um, whether that helped, you know, I think that helped a lot of people catch up, um, and not, but not everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and also talking, I'm right on the western border here in San Correa County. You, get, you don't have to go very far west here, get into that Minnesota, Iowa area, and there's a lot more stress from what I've seen and heard on um, both the, just how the corn crop looks and forage supplies in general. Right, right. Well, and we can't forget that even for our Wisconsin corn growers, uh, the growing season has brought different challenges in different regions. Some severe weather, hail storms, things like that, that might have knocked out acreage that you had previously been counting on. How do we evaluate corn silage that we're thinking about buying, Ryan? What questions do we have to start with? I mean, obviously, I'm guessing it's uh, primarily focused on the nutritional value. How do we get that conversation started? I think one of the starting points is how are we going to measure what's out there? Um, because that's really what it comes down to if we're trying to figure out a price per acre, price per ton. Uh, well, how much, how many tons are we getting off that acre? Uh, so we can think about, you know, trying to do some spot checks on uh, getting estimated grain yield. Um, on our website, we had a couple other uh, kind of where you can uh, spot harvest a few rows um, and uh, do a little hand harvesting that way to get a, a yield estimate. Um, or the gold standard is, I know not everybody has access to scales, but if you do, start weighing those loads. Um, so that's where I think a lot of times we want to start is just get a handle on what you think that yield's going to be. Quality-wise, boy, it really varies. Um, and I think, you know, it depends on your intended use. If it's beef cattle, dairy heifers, lactating dairy cows, uh, how much emphasis you want to put on um, what's the value of that starch content, what's the value of that digestibility, depending on what class of livestock you're going to feed it to, that makes more or less of a difference. So just kind of think some of those things through, um, how you want to feed this crop, uh, and that kind of helps guide you a little bit what's the most important quality factors to be looking at. Uh, really work with your nutritionist and agronomist. Um, I'm not the expert on diseases and whatnot, um, but I do think we have to think a little bit this year, uh, especially if you're in some dry areas. And just like you said, we had some wind, some hail damage. Well, if we start stacking one, two, three stressors on top of each other versus just one, um, you do want to start thinking a little bit about we might have to test for mold, mycotoxins, uh, those things that do pop up when uh, the crop is stressed. Right. Now, speaking of testing, Ryan, what do you suggest? Uh, do we do uh, an evaluation on a sample from uh, a field or a bunk or whatever that we're looking at? Uh, if that's the case, how do I find those services? Maybe I've never done this before. Yeah, definitely um, contact your uh, agronomist, nutritionist, extension office, um, 
So at the UW lab in Marshfield um, is still going um, for a little bit longer, um, but there's also a lot of good private labs out there as well. Um, several of them are located in Wisconsin. We're pretty fortunate to have uh, good lab services located nearby uh, in our state. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely something uh, we can help you find. Um, think a little bit about when you want to take that sample. Um, if you want to wait until it's fermented or released in storage, uh, again, depending on how you're going to use that uh, information. Uh, some labs are really good about getting um, some averages out for what was, you know, the average starch content, whatnot, digestibility for uh, this year. But that's after the fact information. You got to wait until uh, more acres are harvested uh, and those things. So, um, so that's a question that comes up in determining the price. Uh, but it's also it's a little retroactive too. And so that's where there's not a right or wrong, but really think that through versus uh, do you just want to have a price set when the chopper rolls? Um, kind of what works best for the relationship between the buyer and seller there. Sure, sure. Where do I put the emphasis when it comes to determining a, determining a price, Ryan? Is it about quality? Uh, I mean, give me give me a little guidance on how that conversation should go. You mentioned that there's an app, there's spreadsheets, there's other, you know, uh, assistance out there if you want to really put a pencil to it. Tell me more about that. Well, probably the two, taking a step back, it's what's that cash grain price uh, and also looking a little bit about what's uh, a fiber value of that. Uh, we would say, you know, what's a low protein forage value, uh, looking at those two prices because uh, those are easy reference prices we can pull up. We can pull up what's our local cash grain price. Uh, we can do a little sleuthing and what's our local uh, hay price to use those as two rates. Um, you'll have to fix it, sorry. Um, using those as two reference prices to get the ball rolling. So before we even start thinking about quality, start with those two points. Uh, the quality is more of a little fine tuning uh, at the end. Again, depending what's the intended use, um, and it depends on the season. And um, I don't like saying this, but I, I think there's a little truth to it. If you need the feed, you need the feed. Um, and you're going to look more just at, at a general price of uh, how much can we get uh, and what's that corn equivalent in that corn silage. Right. You know, uh, Ryan Series along with us, in case you're just joining us, he is the agriculture extension agent in St. Croix County, far western side of the state. But we're talking about trying to price that corn silage, which is being harvested as we speak. The other thing is maybe just even locating somebody that's willing to sell, Ryan. I know one of the tools that UW Extension has uh, worked on diligently for a lot of reasons is that farmer-to-farmer exchange online, basically who's got what where. What other tools or how do you suggest that farmers in need seek out farmers willing to sell? I think a lot of that's, you know, those relationships in the neighborhood. Corn silage is unique. Farmer-to-farmer website is great. Uh, but because of the bulkiness, the moisture content, we're not shipping that as far as we would say dry hay. So you do have to think about, you know, what's the radius that you're willing to uh, truck that product and still make it efficient. So uh, I might start in a little bit narrower circle um, than I would maybe looking for hay where we have a little bit more trucking options, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, uh, we're talking about trying to come up with a 
price that both buyer and seller are comfortable with when it comes to the corn silage market that we're in right now. Uh, What other, again, resources are out there, Ryan, where they can consult, not just picking up the phone and calling Ryan in St. Croix Croix County? Tell them again about those spreadsheets, those apps they might want to take a look at and download. Yep, yep. Uh, So if you go to... Uh, and we have a crosslink now. Um, if you look up Wisconsin Extension, uh, we have a new crops and soils website as long as uh, farm management and livestock websites. Um, so that's where we uh, have updated a lot of our links. Uh, but yes, there's an app, uh, both Android, Apple. Uh, it's a couple years old now, so um, but it's still really neat that it has links in there to uh, pull up cash grain prices, pull up uh, the hay market report that comes from Extension on um, those things. So that's where we really get a lot of use out of the app uh, as we can build those links into that. Um, it's an easier platform to do that than, say, some of the other methods. Um, the web, uh, the spreadsheets, um, we did some minor adjustments here in the last uh, couple of years to get that updated uh, as well. Always updating those tools. That's Ryan Sterry. He is the St. Croix County Agriculture Agent, University Extension, collaborating with others to make sure that if you are looking at trying to buy corn silage, you've got a little bit better guidance on how to price that corn silage. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Is your crop insurance strategy to just do what you did last year? At Compier Financial, we know how challenging it can be to navigate insurance planning. So we work hard to understand your goals and needs. Let us leverage our exclusive tools and vast experience to develop a strategy that protects your operation. Partner with us today. Give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit compere.com slash crop insurance. Compere does not provide legal or licensed financial planning services. Compere Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection is here 24 hours a day, 7 days a week for all your residential and commercial plumbing services. From installation, repairs, and maintenance to complete sewer and drain cleaning, we've got you covered. Visit MononaPFP.com. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. On August 25, 2021, the Madison Police Department was contacted by a Wisconsin resident living outside of Dane County. The reporting party told MPD that they received a call from a 608 area code. The caller identified himself as a fundraiser working on behalf of MPD collecting money for injured officers. When reporting the incident, the reporting party said they did not provide any money to the caller and that the caller hung up when the reporting party told them they were uncomfortable with the call. MPD is not involved in any telephone-based fundraising efforts and will not attempt to collect funds over the phone for any reason. MPD would like to remind residents to be extremely cautious of providing funds to anyone over the phone. Never provide funds in the form of gift cards and contact your local police department if you're suspicious of a call you have received. If you have any information regarding similar calls, please contact the Madison Police Department at 255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can receive up to $1,000 in cash rewards for tips that lead to an arrest. You can hear her clearly, even in a barn full of cows. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Time now for your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update with Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck. 
Sue, it looks like it's going to be another warm one here for all those attending the World Dairy Expo down here in Madison. Oh, absolutely. A warm, warm day. A big difference from what we've seen other times. But today, a glorious autumn day. Sounds a lot more like summer, though, as I expect most of us in the southern half of the state will look at temps at least around 80 or in the low 80s. La Crosse could be a little warmer, up toward 84 or 85 again today. There's just a lot of warm air building in. It's out ahead of a frontal boundary, still out in the western Dakotas. You look at weather radar around the Midwest, and there it is, way out on the far western side of the Dakotas. Some very light rain back into Montana and Wyoming as well. Not a threat, not a major storm system forming that's going to build in and really cause a lot of problems around here. In terms of World Dairy Expo weather, corn harvest weather, manure hauling weather, whatever you're working on, very fine summer conditions today, tomorrow, and into the day Friday. It's the end of the week when that rain chance begins to flex a little muscle. How about that? Even at La Crosse, late Thursday night, there could be a bit of a rain chance. More likely it happens almost across the southern half of the state through Friday and into Friday night. Scattered showers, a small chance of a very isolated thunderstorm, and I don't expect this to be a major rain producer, and it's not just going to start raining and never stop. We'll get a little blast of showers, then the sun could break out, and we have a dry spell, and then another little blast of showers may come through. What we really anticipate, even from uh, even Thursday night in the western part of the state, just into Saturday, could be a couple of tenths of an inch total. A little now, a little then, not enough to make it extremely muddy, not enough to spoil a lot of outdoor plans. The one thing that happens is that frontal boundary does begin to edge in as temperatures cool somewhat back into the mid-70s to get the weekend underway, even back to about normal low 70s or upper 60s as we look at Sunday and early next week. But until that happens, we've got several nice days again today, tomorrow, even into Friday. Sounds awesome. I'll have forecast details right after this. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. You know, Sue, that was one thing I kept hearing when I was talking to people yesterday at Dairy Expo was how much everybody loved the weather. They said, you know, some years can be not so nice and others, you know, really nice. And this is one of those really nice weather years. Yeah, it's just fantastic how nice and summery our conditions are. I know other years we've had snowflakes, we've had cold, we've had all kinds of things. This one looks fantastic. In fact, today, what I really expect with our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update will be sunny skies. And we expect low 80s in the western part of the state as you head toward the Lake Michigan shore, more likely in the 70s. But in between, a lot of low 80s and that kind of thing, really fine. Southeast winds develop today at about 5. Overnight, partly cloudy. Could be a little fog in eastern Wisconsin. Down to 54. East winds about 5. Another mostly sunny day Thursday. Low 80s, a lot of places upper 70s in the east. Southeast winds at 5. A slight rain chance late Thursday at La Crosse. 
More likely Friday, partly sunny, a small chance of a scattered shower or very isolated thunderstorm later afternoon. Friday's high in the upper 70s. The south winds at 5 to 10. That hit or miss shower Saturday and even then still mid-70s. So just really nice late summer conditions around here. A little cooler with a few of those rain chances to wrap up the weekend. And that uh, once in a while sprinkle could linger just into early next week. You know, and I think I'm with most people when I say I'd much rather take the sunny and a little bit warm weather and then maybe that little bit of chance of shower rather than that snow. I, you know, it's too early for any of that this year. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we don't even need to think about that white stuff. Let's just deal with a little rain here for a while. We'll be fine. Definitely. And it sounds like, it, you know, it's going to dry up real quick, too, and not really send anybody back is what it sounds like. Right. Yeah, really light rain. Like I say, from... Thursday night into Saturday, if we get a couple of tenths of an inch, that's about it. All right. Sounds good. Just enough to settle the dust and water the grass. That's Stu Muck, Ag Meteorologist, with your Compere Financial Ag Weather Update. Compere Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Make sure to visit them at compere.com. Thanks again, Stu, and we'll talk to you later. You got it. Have a great day. You too. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. If you're interested in a rewarding career with a strong Wisconsin company, Rural Mutual Insurance is looking to add to their growing team of successful employees and agents. Apply online today at RuralMutual.com slash careers. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Educated mortgage, the smartest way home. Man. You're well aware of these gigantic mortgage companies that make it seem as though they can do everything for you rather quickly, when in fact, you end up in a call center where everything is cumbersome and expensive. Learn about our local process at educatedmortgage.com. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. NMLS number 222652. Join us as we continue our new monthly segment, The Gemplers Test Plot, happening only on the Midwest Farm Report with our partners at Gemplers. Aaron Zimmerman here, and this month, Gemplers Test Plot gives me the chance to try out Gemplers tools and waterproof gear to get work done around the farm, including pressure washing and fixing fence. Since 1939, Wisconsin-based Gemplers has been helping farmers, ranchers, and agriculturists get work done smarter, faster, and safer. Follow along with me at MidwestFarmReport.com. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection serves all of Dane County and the surrounding communities. And with our new location in Monroe, we also proudly serve all of Greene County. From installation, repairs, and maintenance to complete sewer and drain cleaning, we've got you covered. Visit MononaPFP.com. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a 
Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? MSculpt may be your answer. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, where we can help you finance your new home and help grow your business. We listen to your goals, then offer solutions that simplify complex financial matters. We'll show you how easy it can be to get things done. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. When your favorites start the game, you can count on a win. Count on Interstate All Battery when you need your car, golf cart, and outdoor equipment to start. Interstate All Battery Staying Power delivers more going power. One store for all the battery energy you'll ever need. Rely on the Interstate All Battery Center to keep you in a starting position. And always free battery testing. Just inside the Middleton Business Park. Interstate Batteries. Outrageously dependable. Hit your camping season out of the park with Fathead's Country Campers. Fathead's lineup covers the bases with small, lightweight campers that you can pull with your SUV to toy haulers that let you load up the toys and head out into left field. Fathead's Country Campers doesn't play games. You'll get the best price on every camper, every time, with no hidden fees. Check them out just off I-94 and Lake Mills or at countrycampers.com. That's countrycampers.com. It's like I forgot about what I was going to talk to Grant about because I had it all lined up, you know, after uh, me listening to the Wisco Sports Show last Thursday. I, like, forgot about it because, you know, how egregious what happened was with the Badgers on Saturday and then all the good that happened on Sunday, right? You got the Ryder Cup, Team USA getting it done. You got the Brewers clinching the NL Central and you got the Packers and a phenomenal win. And then it dawned on me last segment talking to you, RJ. And then I'm like, Grant Bills with the Wisco Sports Show coming up. What are we going to talk about? Oh, my God. Hey, Grant Bills, good morning. Good morning, Evo. What are we going to talk about? Now I'm curious. Are you going to ask me about an a, uh, irrelevant management decision from last Thursday? That doesn't seem topical. That doesn't seem fair to your listeners, to be honest, Evo, if I'm, if I'm being truthful here. Well, Grant, I don't come to your work and knock the broom out of your hands, so I won't, <laughs> I won't tell you how to host your show. But, Grant, yes. I, I mean, obviously we're going to talk NL Central, you know, clinch, the playoffs looming, what happened on Saturday, like I said, you know, the Packers, all kinds of good stuff. But, Grant, really, just yeah. really very quickly. Did I hear correctly last Thursday in the Wisco Sports Show after the Brewers lost and Craig Council pulled Adrian Hauser after 81 pitches? Did I hear Grant Bills on my own airwaves? Uh, obviously, lacrosse and Eau Claire as well, but my own airwaves, airwaves here in Madison. Grant Bills <laughs> flip-flop on Craig Council pulling pitchers early? See, this is... 
Did I hear this that correctly? Is, this, is your, this is your problem, Evo. Like, every situation is different. I thought that was really bad. And I huh. think Council just kind of fell asleep at the wheel. I think he had kind of a brain fart. Huh. Because the bullpen was already depleted, right? Williams was injured. Boxberger hasn't been pitching well. And they were on, what, Brett Anderson went an inning and a half the day before. And yet he's pulling Hauser after, you know, 80 pitches, six innings. It was dumb. It was dumb. <laughs> And it didn't turn out to bite him because they won the division anyways. But that day I was very upset. Yeah, because I expect perfection from Craig Council all the time. And on the the outlier off day when it's not perfect, it's it's rather jarring. I was upset. I was actually told that Craig Council doesn't fart. Like he's actually never done it in his life. He's always been perfect. Uh. He doesn't. He doesn't poop either. He's absolutely perfect. Practically perfect in every way. And when they clinched the division on Sunday, I was almost moved to tears by his interview with Sophia Menner talking about, man, just. What a great weekend for the fans. You know, Gallardo. It was fantastic, Gomez, wasn't it? Braun. And, and what's fun is Craig Council appreciates that because he's a Brewers fan, right? So, like, oh, it was yeah. really cool to hear no, him talk do you think that. Do you think he was sandbagging then against the Cardinals so that they could do it at home on that special Sunday? <laughs> yeah, Ryan Braun's day. Because that would be a little Maybe. disappointing. I mean, that'd be a power move, though. It was cool that they clinched on their last home game of the season. It's funny and on Ryan Braun out. day. And with eight hits and eight runs, the great eight. Do you guys think they should retire Ryan Braun's number just real quickly? Yes. I think they should, too. I mean, I don't really give a crap one way or the other about retiring numbers, but yes, why not? I'm mad about it. You're mad about it? No, I'm mad. mad. Uh, Rowdy once said that if Ryan Braun hit a home run ball, uh, well, hit a home run and he caught it, he would throw it back. Really? (laughs) You're principled, then. Well, I have some listeners who call in you know all the who's time not, diehard Brewers fans. You know who's not? Like, princi- no, you know who's I not? Hate Ryan hey, Braun. Ra- Rowdy yeah, is very principled. Ahead. I will give him that. But you know who's not? When I hear Grant Bills flip flopping on the Wisco Sports Show, it's ridiculous. I'm not taking the bait. I'm not letting this. I'm not letting this great segment with all these great topics get derailed because you're trying to push my buttons. I won't do it. Push, push, push. Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. I love you, Grant. Grant, a little birdie told me that you might be coming down to that Army game, Wisconsin Army. Yeah, that was me. Yes. Yes. I will be there for the Army game. Uh, and I think, I don't know if I'm going to get there Friday night and make the trip after work. Because uh, some of us work long, arduous hours into the day, Evo. I know you're a morning show. Host. Yeah, you're talking you to them. leave at 10 a.m. I, I know. Um, but I don't know. But, yeah, maybe Friday night I'll zip into town and then see an Army game, which now I don't feel like, are we going to beat Army? I don't know. Can Graham Mertz stand up to the, the tough defense of America's armed forces? I'm not quite sure. I know you lo- you work those long, strenuous hours, but, I mean, we still might be working when you get back into town <laughs> for our Friday tailgate. <laughs> yeah, I have, um, we have our high school games on Friday night. Oh. We got our UWL games on Saturday. Yeah, there's always something yeah, going well, on. Lucky, but I will be able to – I'm meeting my family, so they're going to be at the game too. Um, so maybe they'll have to stop down to the red zone and see what a, a good Madison yeah. time is all your about. Dad, your dad must not have heard you talking on uh, last Thursday then on Flip Flop, and I thought he would have disowned you for that. Uh, Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show joining us right now. So, Grant, I got, two, I got two Twitter polls out right now involving the Wisconsin Badgers. But real quick before I ask you them, what was your final takeaways uh, or takeaway? What was the initial thought when the final whistle blew uh, for that Soldier Field game, Wisconsin versus Notre Dame? Sows, cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Aaron Zimmerman back here with you on the Midwest Farm Report. Now, from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Wednesday. 
Yesterday, the Wisconsin State Senate finally approved the long-awaited confirmation of Randy Romanski as the official secretary of the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. That also comes along with the approval of Secretary Missy Hughes of the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation and Secretary Craig Thompson of the Department of Transportation. Our very own Stephanie Hoff had the chance to catch up with Secretary Randy Romanski yesterday as he was attending the World Dairy Expo. This has been a long time coming, right? How long have you been Secretary Designee? Oh my goodness, I guess it's been about a year and a half that, that uh, since, since Governor Evers appointed me uh, ballpark. I, I guess I, I served a short period of time as interim before he appointed me and then I've been Secretary Designee since. So it's been... Uh, it's been a tremendous opportunity, and I really appreciate uh, the governor's confidence in me. Is there a process to be confirmed, and what is that confirmation process like? There is. Actually, one of the most important things is that we have a chance to sit down and talk to all the senators, and uh, uh, that's an important part of the process because we get to have conversations about things that are important to them, and uh, what we find out is generally that in agriculture there's more that we agree on than we disagree on. Uh, there are a lot of opportunities to find common ground, and, and that uh, that part of the confirmation process uh, kind of solidified that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection, agriculture usually gets the spotlight, as you said earlier. Uh, but consumer um, protection and trade is also are also big issues that you can find common ground with uh, on both aisles. Absolutely. One of the things that I that I noticed in my conversations during the confirmation process is that. Uh, many legislators, most m- most senators, had uh, uh, wanted to have a conversation about consumer protection. So, uh, we we are the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection, and the trade and consumer protection is a big part of what we do. They do weights and measures. They do. Um, uh, we have three labs associated with our agency, and uh, obviously, consumer protection is a, is a daily thing that our agency does. So, again, one of those things that no matter where the legislators are from. They've all got consumers in their district, uh, and they all do their best to try and connect them with resources to protect them. And DACCAP is is the resource that's there to protect consumers and and uh, help ensure for a, a fair uh, fair marketplace. Does any does your position or role change at all with that designee symbol or word in front of secretary or not? I guess I'll just continue to, to do the job as as, uh, as best I can. Uh, the great thing about our agency is we serve as a resource to the industry and to the citizens of the state. And from, from, from that perspective, I will just continue doing the things that we've been doing to try to be that resource. So DACAP is a resource to everybody. And one of the things that we've consistently tried to focus, to focus on, and I've tried to consistently focus on, is that we need to be there uh, at all times, not just uh, in, in, in times of significant need like we saw with COVID-19. Uh, every agency seems to have found additional responsibilities, and, and it's important that we're there for that. So I guess the thing that, that I traditionally do is talk about how, how valuable I think serving the public is, how I've dedicated my career to doing that and how proud I am of our agency that we do serve as that resource, that we are there for for farmers, we're there for consumers, uh, we're there to ensure a a fair marketplace and that uh, 
I, I really get a lot of energy from that, and I, I appreciate the opportunity to do this job. Congratulations to the newly officially confirmed Wisconsin Secretary of the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection, Randy Romanski. And thank you to Randy for all the work that he continues to do for Wisconsin agriculture. Well, it's Wednesday, so you know what that means. Farm Director Pam Yonke will be right back with the Steffes Group. Badgerbean.com puts the Wisconsin soybean farmer first, and it's your place to go for the latest soybean news and research from leading industry experts. Simple, easy-to-access resources for the betterment and advancement of a sustainable soybean industry right here in Wisconsin. Badgerbean.com, an invaluable tool constantly updated for Wisconsin soybean farmers. For info and the latest updates, find us on Facebook and visit Badgerbean.com today. It is a Wednesday, and that means it's time to visit with our friends from the Steffes Auction Group. Remember that? S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. And we are going to focus in on what a lot of people are focused in on this week, dairy. Of course, World Dairy Expo is happening at the Alliant Energy Center. And joining me now is Randy Kath. He is with the Steffes Auction Group, and he is the fella that you may want to talk to if you're thinking about maybe a dairy dispersal, maybe you're looking to buy a herd, if you're looking at something that a lot of our dairy farms have been working through over the past year, you might want to start this conversation with the Steffes Group. Now, Randy, Ashley and I get in the habit of talking a lot about the used equipment. You know, we're in the harvest, thinking about that stuff. But I know that there's a lot of my dairy audience that may be thinking about changing things up. Maybe they are looking to acquire more cows, or maybe they're looking at cutting back. You guys are good at the dairy auction thing too, aren't you? Yeah, we uh, we specialize in equipment in real estate of course but we do a lot of dairy dispersals as well whether it's dairy equipment dairy cattle or dairy real estate we handle it all now how do you get that process started what kinds of questions do you ask the farmers to ask themselves randy before they go down this path well it's a lifetime decision so the the main question that needs to be asked is where do you see yourself in a year from now um so we can basically plan an end date and set the table, set the calendar from the auction date back to the day that we're sitting at the table. It's a long, drawn-out process. It's not something that happens overnight. But let's face it, those decisions aren't something that happened overnight either. They take a lifetime to acquire and a day to disperse, but we don't want to just concentrate on auction day. We want to concentrate on the process leading up to auction day. So whether it's making sure that we get the most money for your cattle in whatever venue possible, whether it's an online sale by the pot load and on large lots or an individual sale one at a time through the ring on a live event. We can handle them either way. When it comes to dairy real estate, we all know that the, the day of the 80-cow dairy is, is you know, it's still thriving, but it's not necessarily the future in a lot of cases. And repurposing those homes on dairy real estate has become something that we've become very good at, whether it's turning those into feedlot facilities or grower facilities or whatever the situation calls for. Um, a lot of the dairy real estate that, that we come upon is not necessarily is not necessarily purchased with the intent to go back into dairy. We do handle a lot of the very large dairy dispersals. Um, we've had several in the past in Wisconsin that have been very successful, whether it's through expansion or basically uh, herds herds that are maybe milking three to five hundred and want to milk several thousand we've, we've facilitated a lot of those dispersals as well and you know each situation is different each each family dynamic is different and 
we treat it accordingly. So whatever your end game is and where you see yourself in a year down the road, we put out the map to get you there. Boy, I am so grateful that you said you take the time to talk people through because as somebody that lived through it when we sold our cows, it, 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 people don't realize how emotionally attached you are to that facility, to those animals. And like you said, drastic lifestyle change for a lot of folks. So if they want to get in touch with you, Randy, what kinds of ways do you suggest they go about it? You know, we're open for business pretty much any way they want to get a hold of us, whether it's through text, email, or phone call. We can be reached. Um, you know, we all run cell phones, and it's not a uh, not a eight to five job anymore. So, anytime, day or night, we're always available. Well, I appreciate it. Randy Katz along with us. He is a, a counterpart to Ashley Hewen, who we normally visit with. But I thought in honor of World Dairy Expo, we want to focus in on the special services that they've got for our dairy industry. Like he said, uh, whether it's uh, getting rid of a bunch of cattle one by one, uh, transitioning that facility that may have been standing vacant already. Uh, well, somebody's going to run beef in it or put a couple horses, whatever the case may be. Randy can talk you through that process. Randy Kath with Steffes Group. Go to their website. You'll be able to find them all. Again, that website, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com, or they do have that office right here in Wisconsin. Call 920-442-5677. Here's the number again, 920-442-5677. Randy Kath with the Steffes Group. Compere Financial wishes farmers and agribusiness a safe harvest season. Stay in touch with your local Compere team throughout the year to see how they can help make your plans a reality. Exceptional client experience at the heart of everything they do. Visit Compere.com or call 844-426-6733 today. Compere Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. We'll take a look at your commodity markets here this morning on a Wednesday morning in just a little bit. But first, let's talk some other numbers. Now, one of everybody's favorite stops at the World Dairy Expo here in Madison is the Grilled Cheese Stand, hosted by the Badger Dairy Club and the UW Collegiate Farm Bureau. I had the chance to talk to Billy Zymet, co-chair of the Grilled Cheese Stand, to talk about what kind of volume of grilled cheese they actually serve there through the week and why it's so popular. Now, Billy, tell me a little bit about the line is pouring out the end of the tent here. Is that kind of how it is all week? Yeah, um, you're pretty lucky if you don't have to wait in line too long. Um, It's pretty common for us to have a line reaching, you know, 50 yards out from the tent or more. Um, On an average expo, we usually sell about 30,000 grilled cheese sandwiches and around 15,000 chocolate shakes. I think we're going to be more than that this year on shakes with it being such a warm expo this year. Sure. Now, why is this such a staple to the Dairy Expo? And, you know, why do, even though it's a long line, people are willing to stand and get a grilled cheese? Yeah, so um, first of all, we make awesome food. You know, everybody, we have a reputation of having good food, and um, the this cheese stand is also a great fundraiser for both Collegiate Farm Bureau and Badger Dairy Club. So the, this uh, cheese stand funds a lot of our trips and events we host throughout the year. Now, talk about you have both the American and the Swiss traditional grilled cheeses, but then you have some more unique flavors throughout the week as well. Yes, so every day there is a different featured flavor, um, and we have a banner hanging in the cheese stand displaying those flavors. And all the specialty flavors are donated by different creameries 
and those are found by uh, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Talk about now, you know, it's it's hosted by Badger Dairy Club and the UW Collegiate Farm Bureau. What kind of crew does it take, you know, that number of sandwiches and shakes that you say is incredible. You know, what kind of crew does it take to make this happen all week? Right, so we've got 12 griddles running right now, and if we can have 12 to 14 people in the cheese stand, that's ideal. Um, most of the time we're closer to 10 or 8 because people have got class to go to and and are just and we're also helping with other aspects of Expo, so it's hard to have a full full team in the cheese stand. Sure. Now let's talk about supply as well. Not only do you need the people to make them, but you need the bread, you need the cheese, all the supplies to make the grilled cheese. How do you plan for that, and you know how do you keep up with that all week? Yeah, so um, there's a lot of planning that goes into this cheese stand. Um, I spent the summer months ordering and looking at inventories of what we had and what we need and what we sold previous years. Um, unfortunately, it's kind of a guessing game because, you know, a swing in temperature makes a big difference on shakes sold and, and whatnot. Anything else that you'd like to share with people who are, you know, out here at Dairy Expo to encourage them to, even though it's a little long line, to stand in line because it's worth the wait? Yeah, um, I would just say that we've got the best food on at Expo and uh, just come down and take a look at our sponsors' displays and uh, grab something to eat. All right, well, that's Billy Zimet, one of the co-chairs of the Grilled Cheese Stand, the iconic Grilled Cheese Stand here at the World Dairy Expo. So if you find yourself out at the World Dairy Expo on the Alliant Energy Center grounds in Madison here today, make sure to stop out and support the UW Badger Dairy Club and the UW Collegiate Farm Bureau at the Grilled Cheese Stand. Grab yourself a delicious grilled cheese and a chocolate shake while you're at it. Now, today's special flavor in the Grilled Cheese Stand is a triple pepper jack grilled cheese. That sounds delicious to me, and I'm going to have to grab one of those when I head out here later this morning. Now let's go ahead and take a look at your commodity markets here this morning. December corn currently at 535 and three quarters, up three and a quarter. November soybeans at 1278 and a quarter, up one and a quarter. December wheat up four and three quarters at 711 and a quarter. The October milk contract unchanged at 1764, while the November contract is up 26 cents at 1754. Yesterday, barrel cheese finished at 162.5, up a half, while 40-pound blocks were at 175, up four. Finally, double-A butter at 177, up two and a half. There's a quick look at your markets this morning. We'll be right back with more updates from the World Dairy Expo. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. When we help accident victims, we fight to get them full justice nothing less. That means all of the losses your injuries cause, medical bills, lost wages, and compensation for all your pain and suffering, now and in the future. I'm John Rihala. At Clifford and Rihala, we rely on thorough analysis, detailed preparation, and a strong compassion for our clients to help you achieve your maximum recovery. Over decades of helping accident victims, we've built a track record of success that you can trust. When you choose Clifford and Rihala, we'll fight to make those responsible for your injuries pay you nothing less than the full compensation you deserve to make things right. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys, fighting for you, for justice, myjustice.com. 
On August 25, 2021, the Madison Police Department was contacted by a Wisconsin resident living outside of Dane County. The reporting party told MPD that they received a call from a 608 area code. The caller identified himself as a fundraiser working on behalf of MPD collecting money for injured officers. When reporting the incident, the reporting party said they did not provide any money to the caller and that the caller hung up when the reporting party told them they were uncomfortable with the call. MPD is not involved in any telephone-based fundraising efforts and will not attempt to collect funds over the phone for any reason. MPD would like to remind residents to be extremely cautious if providing funds to anyone over the phone. Never provide funds in the form of gift cards and contact your local police department if you're suspicious of a call you have received. If you have any information regarding similar calls, please contact the Madison Police Department at 255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can receive up to $1,000 in cash rewards for tips that lead to an arrest. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Robotics is definitely not a new technology to agriculture and the dairy industry by any means, but it always continues to advance and change over time to make things more efficient and profitable for farmers. I had the chance to catch up with Josh Jentz of Laley North America yesterday at the World Dairy Expo. We got the chance to talk about some of the advantages to using robotics on the farm, as well as how they can help farmers to become more efficient and profitable. I think uh, oftentimes when people think of Laley, they think primarily of robots that that milk cows. Uh, But we're simply, you know, more than that. That is the majority of our business, but we've also um, entered into some spaces that really could provide innovation throughout the entire dairy, uh, from feeding robots to manure collection robots um, and to some software enhancements that we've made recently um, with some decision-making support on farms. So we're looking to uh, provide a solution in all areas to the dairy farm above and beyond just the milking. Now let's talk a little bit about the advantage to using these kind of things. You know, you mentioned that you work every day to help dairy farmers make things more efficient. Sure, yeah. I mean, there's there's, uh, a lot of different motivating factors that that farms... use or are thinking about when when they're thinking about automating their farm. Labor obviously is a hot topic. Um, Work-life balance, uh, being able to spend more time with family is is a motivating factor. And I think um, the other part of it is the profitability measure. Uh, You know, we've got uh, several areas that we can work on to show a return on this investment so it makes financial sense as well. And I think that's probably a scary step for some people is sometimes that financial step. But what's one thing that you can tell people that how in the end it really can be cost effective or kind of some of the ways I guess you work with people to make it cost effective for them? Well, I think the the biggest thing is that everybody um, has an individual uh, story, right? Everybody's position is unique. And I think one of the things is to be uh, you know, open-minded. If you are thinking about this, we have the resources, we have the people that are happy to sit down. And and I think it's understanding the story, understanding the motivation, and understanding how your unique situation um, can explore robotics and, and quite honestly make it uh, a solution that makes financial sense for you. That was Josh Jentz of Laley North America, a leader in robotics in the dairy industry. This week you can find many different companies across the trade show at the World Dairy Expo at the Align Energy Center here in Madison looking at all 